What's cracking, big dogs? Welcome, bike, to the channel. Welcome, bike, to the headquarters. My name is Nicholas. This is BDG. Big dogs got to eat. It's Tuesday, which means it's don't say the car's topless Tuesday. Well, we're exposing some of these rookies. Now, up to this point, we've been exposing some of the rookies based on the 20 rookie drafts, the 20 rookie mock drafts that we did during mock week and we took the adp data we've been looking at it we've been chopping it up we've been splicing and throwing some salt and pepper on it Ooh, and we've been cooking up here's the thing i'm no longer cursing but youtube they can't flag this they can't flag my coffee cup i finally got y'all we're looking at the adp data and don't say the car's topless tuesday is about exposing someone that's going too low in these rookie drafts okay i want to let y'all know you should be drafting them higher or you're going to be getting them a value they're going to be one of the steals of the draft however exposing people an expose piece is about exposing frauds Okay, so we're going to flip the switch or we're going to add this to the repertoire. Sometimes we're going to be exposing some of the sleepers. Listen, I can't love everybody in this class. I can't just keep making up dudes that I like out of nowhere. I don't like that many dudes in this class. There are a lot of good players or a lot of shitty players. So we're going to do some exposing of the frauds as well as the values on these don't say the car's topless Tuesdays going forward. In this episode in particular, we're going to get into one running back. But before I say his name, before everybody starts freaking out about him, I want to go over why I'm talking about him in the first place and the value or the, the landscape of this class. If you're looking at any rookie dynasty kind of content, you've been consuming anything over the last few weeks or few months, up to this point, most people are saying the same testament, okay? We've got everybody preaching the same thing. We're all part of one religion, and the religion is that there are three running backs in this class that are head and heels above everybody else. It's Najee Harris, it's Travis Etienne, it's Javante Williams. Whatever kind of order you want to put that in, I'm not here to argue, I'm not here to fight, we're not here to yell about these things today. We have those three, and then there's a huge teardrop from the four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten spots. There's a lot of fuckery going on there. There you go, YouTube. One for me, one for you. What I mean by that is there are a handful of guys, probably five, six, seven-ish running backs that you're going to see ranked as high as running back four. And that same guy ranked probably all the way down at running back 10, 11, 12 per different people's rankings. You know, we're talking about the Kenny Gainwells. We're talking about the Trey Sermons, the Chuba Hubbards, the Jamar Jeffersons, the Ramondre Stevensons. And I'm not going to name all the guys, but there's this big tear drop off after them. Looking at the ADP data, really, I have no problem with how you rank those guys. To me, they all come with red flags. They all come with glaring, glaring red flags. It's not a good year to need a running back and not have very high draft capital in the first round because you're not getting Najee. You're not getting Travis Etienne unless you got probably one of the top six picks in this draft. After that, you're rolling fucking craps over here, okay? Compared to last year, we were spoiled, right? From uh, Some of these guys might be good. Some of these guys might come into the NFL, earn a role, become a starter, eventually have some fantasy success. But from a pure prospect profile standpoint, when we're looking at athletics, when we're looking at measurements, when we're looking at college production, when we're looking at the full landscape, this class comes in so, so, so far inferior than what last year's class was there was the top five running backs that were near flawless in their profile coming into the year the dobbins taylors swifts ceh cam Akers, antonio gibson okay obviously there's a couple red flags here and there but for the most part we knew all of these guys were going to be good in the nfl this year that's not the case it's barely the case with the top couple guys like i feel confident in Najee harris i feel confident in travis Etienne, Devontae williams I don't want to say he's a flash in the pan, but like, I think there's a, as good of a chance that he's not that good in the NFL that he is, but we're not here to talk about him today. In particular, we're here to talk about Kenny Gainwell. We're here to talk about Kenny Gainwell because he leads this group. He is the highest rated running back, the highest in our ADP from the second tier of guys. So I want to talk about the second tier of guys because this is another very strong wide receiver class. You have the top five guys, which I think are, I would say almost unanimous at this point. 
whatever way you want to put them. It's Jamar Chase, it's Rashad Bateman, it's Devonta Smith, it's Rondell Moore, and it's Jalen Waddle. And some sometimes you'll throw Terrace Marshall into the top five, whatever. You have that tier, let's say six. You have the tier of six. And then after that, you've got a big-ass tier of like eight guys, where it is probably started off with Terrace Marshall, Tylen Wallace, Elijah Moore, Amon Ross St. Brown, Amari Rogers, Diami Brown, right? There's, there's this, and I'm leaving a couple names out there. The point being is from a profile standpoint, I like almost every one of those tier two wide receivers over every one of the tier two running backs. And that's the way I will be drafting accordingly, right? We have Kyle Pitts going in the first round. We probably have four to five quarterbacks going in the first round of Superflex rookie drafts. If you're not getting one of those top three running backs, I'm not taking another running back. I'm probably till the late second round, early third round. And that will be reflected in my rankings. The problem with a guy like Kenny Gainwell, and we'll get into the specifics of him once we get past the intro, is that right now he's going off the board at the 203. He's the running back four. He's the 203, and I just can't get behind it. So today, we're not saying the car's topless. We are exposing Mr. Kenny Gainwell and his ADP data of 203. Before we do so, tuck y'all shirts in. Stop yelling. And let's eat. Okay, so to break down Kenny Gainwell, basically what we do, right? We have our uh, the Big Dogs Dynasty Rookie Draft Guide, which is available for pre-order right now. We go through every fantasy relevant rookie coming out and we break it down into sections. The first section is called featured film fetish. Literally all we do, an unbiased write-up of what we see on film, right? We watch four to five games, every snap of a specific player, and we write down what we saw on film. We don't look at statistics. We don't look at production. We don't look at their biography. We don't look at anything except what we see on film. So that's subjective. We see what we see and we talk about it. The next section, it's called Numbers Don't Lie, where we dive into the actual production. We look at the box scores. We look at the advanced analytics in terms of elusiveness and slot rate and all these types of things. The next section is called Hashtag Freak Athlete. Shout out to Animal, where we actually look at the testing of the players, right, from the combine or the pro day. And then we talk about how that impacts the player. So we go piece by piece from the different profiles of these players, what we see on film, what we see in the box score, what we see at the athletic department. And we break it down to five or six different sections throughout the draft guide, as we're going to do for Kenny Gainwell today. Now, Kenny Gainwell well had the massive 2019 season comes into 2020 and he opts out unfortunately this guy lost four members of his family from covid you, you hate to hear that it it, it it makes you sick into your stomach it makes you sick in your heart that a dude coming off you know anyone obviously but a dude coming off this monster 2019 season can't continue to live out his dream and his passion he opts out because of the family situation my first question when i watch the film is how the fuck did Kenny Gainwell keep Antonio Gibson off the field? And I already know, and as you could tell by my tone, I'm going to be much lower on consensus with Kenny Gainwell, not necessarily in the running back rankings, but the overall rankings of the landscape and where I'll be comfortable taking that second tier of running backs in these rookie drafts. One thing that's almost for certain is that when Kenny Gainwell does his official weigh-in at his pro day, which the Memphis Pro Day is going to be on March 19th. For all y'all that don't know Kenny Gainwell, sorry, I didn't give a good pretext or precursor. He is a running back at a Memphis. Memphis University has been chugging out running backs at the NFL level for a few years in a row now. We had Antonio Gibson, we had Tony Pollard, we had Doyle Henderson. Next up is Mr. Kenny Gainwell, okay? So Kenny Gainwell, the problem is that his official Pro Day, the weigh-in is probably going to start with the numbers 1-9, okay? 190, 192, 195, 197, whatever the case may be, he's going to start with the 1-9, and that's not something you want in your fantasy running back. You know, he did take all 2020 off, so maybe he took some time to beef up. A lot of the times, I think, during the actual NCAA season, I'd imagine you're not lifting a lot of weight. You're not putting on 
actual body pound weight during the season because you need to focus on your conditioning. You need to focus on not being sore for game day. So it's possible that him taking the entire season off, he bulks up a little bit. I still think he's probably coming in between 192 and 195, which is a problem for most fantasy running backs to hit any sort of ceiling. The problem with the sub 200 pound running back is that they're going to be put into a committee. So you need to land in a spot in order to be used. You need to land in a spot with a coach that likes to use a running back by committee in order for you to see significant play time. And if you land in a spot where the coach uses a running back by committee, you're in a committee. So we have the weight, we have this probable running back by committee outcome for Kenny Gainwell. I think most people are going to be enamored by the statistics that he put into 2019, that he put up in 2019. I'll, get, I'll break them down for a second. But the second thing, I want to just go through what I saw on film, is that his small stature is going to be a problem. Secondly, I don't think he's that good at running the ball. I don't think he's that elusive. When I watch him play, he has a, a, a lot of good attributes to him, a lot of traits that he could transfer to the NFL level. But this dude doesn't really make guys miss. He's not like a shake and bake guy. He's not a very elusive guy. But I'll tell you what, the first two games I watched of Kenny Gainwell this year. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply were versus Penn State and versus Cincinnati. And they were probably the two worst games of his college career. I didn't do that on purpose. They just happened to be the two, probably because of the two most popular defenses that, you know, a Conference USA fucking running back is going to go against. Those are the two that popped up when I want to watch the, the full game film. They were his two worst games of his college career. I came away wildly, wildly unimpressed for a guy that went for over 2,000 yards from scrimmage. I mean, you go over 2,000 yards from scrimmage, like you have to be kind of good, right? Right? Whispers, Chuba Hubbard, and Darrell Anderson. Both guys where I echoed the same sentiment. This guy went for 2,000 yards from scrimmage. Why am I walking away from the game film so unimpressed? The game, well, he's one of those dudes, again, just not particularly elusive. Like, he just didn't have it. He just didn't have it. In the, in, in the running game, right? I can't really explain what, what it is. One of those dudes that he moves laterally. He moves from side to side. He looks good. He does a lot of shit behind the line of scrimmage that doesn't actually get him anywhere. He does some shit that, you know, after the game, you're at a frat party and all the kids are like, damn, you look good. I'd be honored if you took a hit of my Coke. Like, that's the type of shit Kenny Gainwell's on. That kind of stuff might work at Memphis, but it's not going to work in the NFL. And again, like, this is the same thing that I saw from Darrell Henderson coming out of Memphis. A guy that rushes for 1,900 yards. Memphis had an unbelievable offensive line. The year that Darrell Henderson was their star running back. They're also playing in the Conference USA. Darrell Henderson has sub four or five speed, so legit long speed at the NFL level. When you're 
playing against defenses in the Conference USA where these guys are more fucking concerned with their biology exam next week than they are catching Darrell Henderson or even comprehensibly in the same athletic playing field, it's not going to turn out good, right? Darrell Henderson, of course, if it's a if it's a good offensive line, the holes are going to be massive. They're going to hit it with real NFL speed. No one's catching you. That's why these numbers pile up against these defenses. Now, I don't want to completely shit on Gamel, right? He rushed for over 1,400 yards, so there's got to be something there. The more impressive part and the most impressive part of Kenny Gamewell as a prospect is his work in the receiving game. This dude is a stud on third downs, and that will transfer over immediately into the NFL. He's explosive in the open field when you get him the ball in space. When you hit him in stride, he's good on dump off. He's good in the screen game. He could run wheel routes. He line up in the slot, which is something that we saw him do a lot at Memphis. Now, in terms of like player comps, listen, I've been wrong before. I've been wrong very, 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 very few times in my entire life. I'm almost never wrong. It just so happens that the few times I have been wrong in my life, it revolved around fantasy football running back analysis, okay? So I could be wrong about Kenny G. The way I see it is in a perfect, perfect situation, he could be an Austin Eckler. And Austin Eckler's been fucking awesome for fantasy. You do have to remember, though, that Austin Eckler, while wildly efficient for the first two years, was just a role player in that Chargers offense. It took him that Melvin Gordon holdout to actually get the premier role for them to be like, okay, we're confident in Austin Eckler actually handling the entire workload. So if not for sleight of hand, twist of fate, who knows where Austin Eckler would actually be right now. If Kenny Gainwell put on some size, who knows? Maybe he comes in at 202, 205 or something like that after taking the entire year off. Maybe we see like an Aaron Jones-like build. The problem I see is Aaron Jones and Austin Eckler are on par with Kenny Gainwell in the receiving game. Like all three backs are really, really good on third downs and, and catching the ball. Both of those guys, both of the NFL players are much better on the ground, in my opinion. I think on the spectrum of NFL players, my man Kyle Yates over at Fantasy Pros, I think hit the fucking nail on the head with the player comp. And y'all are not going to like this one, but I think it was I think it was spot on. He comped Kenny Gainwell to J.D. McKissick. And that's not a bad thing. J.D. McKissick is a good fucking player, but he's a role player. Not every college running back that you love coming out of college is going to be a star. We need these types of players in the NFL. I think Kenny Gainwell is much more likely to be a J.D. McKissick or a Theo Riddick even, right, where he could still catch 65, 70 passes, be a good PPR player, than he is going to be the Aaron Jones or the Austin Eckler. So Gainwell was a, a quarterback in high school with his freshman season being redshirted at Memphis. He really only has one year under his belt as a starting running back or as a running back at all, right, as a, as a full-time role in the running back position. And in a spread offense like Memphis, uh, I mean, he's probably got a considerable transition ahead of him to become like a legit NFL running back at the next level. That's the other thing he's like extremely extremely raw and a lot of these raw running backs coming out of a spread offense like memphis are going to take a while to transition i know you're saying antonio gibson listen antonio gibson six foot one 225 pounds elite speed elite athleticism that's not going to be the case for kenny gainwell i think gainwell needs to land in a spot that utilizes their running backs in the passing game to a very very high degree i think the perfect landing spot and I mentioned it on last week's Fade the Public, where we talked about rookie lovable landing spots. I would love to see Kenny Gainwell go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and be the outlet for Tom Brady and not have to take all the early down work because we got Mr. Ronald McDonald Jones there, you know, taking 12, 15 carries, give Gainwell five to eight plus four to five, six targets a game. I think that's the perfect, the perfect landing spot. Right now, I think Gainwell's projected to be like around three-ish pick round four pick good landing spot good capital would warrant like late second round rookie mock draft selection for me again after those wide receivers when we look at the actual statistics themselves though Kenny Gainwell again 2,000 yards from scrimmage 1,400 yards on the ground in 2019 51 catches 610 receiving yards right I'm yelling about how good he looks on film and the receiving work he backed it up 51 catches 610 receiving yards again he did this while Antonio Gibson was on the roster the last collegiate running back to have at least 1,200 rushing yards and at least 600 receiving yards 
Saquon Barkley. Gainwell had some had some silly, silly raw stats. Okay. He had a game, he had a game in 2019 versus Tulane where he carried the ball 18 times for 104 yards and a touchdown. 18 104 and a touchdown. That was by far and away the least impressive part of that game for Gamewell. What he did in the receiving game was disrespectful. He caught nine passes for 203 yards and two touchdowns. Again, Gainwell's ability on third down is going to translate into the NFL immediately if he's in the right offense. Among 108 running backs with at least 20 targets in 2019, Gainwell ranked fifth in yards per route run. He also has a lot of experience in the slot. He played a total of 660 snaps in the 2019 season. 16% of them, 105, 16% of them came from the slot and 27.8% of his total routes run that year came from the slot. Again, that's something that an NFL team can use immediately. So how can this guy run for 1,400 yards and be bad at running? You know, I'm not going to say he's bad at running, but like he's going to look like just another guy taking handoffs at an NFL training camp. The offensive line last year ranked 18th in the country in run blocking among 130 NCAA teams per PFF. So you're looking again at that Darrell Henderson sort of narrative, and you're going to say, oh, wasn't that the case for Antonio Gibson? Antonio Gibson literally ranked as the number one most elusive running back per almost every advanced analytics website coming out of this, the class last year. PFF, Sports Info Solution. Trying to catch Gibson was like trying to catch fucking COVID on a deserted island in a hazmat suit. But Gainwell, on the other hand, ranked 67th in broken tackle rate per Sports Info Solution. Very middle of the middle of the class. His most effective running days, his biggest rushing total games, were against teams like South Alabama, Navy, Louisiana Monroe, Tulane, Tulsa. His three lowest rushing totals of his career came against normal opponents, Ole Miss, Cincinnati, Penn State. That's my problem. Again, 2019 was a fantastic year for Kenny Gainwell, but I'm not ready to blindly anoint him as the next great small running back just because of the high production level and how flashy he looks in the receiving game. It's going to come down to draft capital. It's going to come down to the right landing spot. Thus, these red flags are too much for me not to push him behind all of those wide receivers with much better prospect profiles. Anything from 110 to like 208, in my opinion, should be for quarterbacks and should be for wide receivers in this year's class. Got it? And those types of numbers, those types of breakdowns are exactly what we do for every single incoming rookie in the Big Dogs Dynasty Rookie Draft Guide. Myself, Noah, and Mike are chopping up probably between 50, 60 rookie profiles, all the positions, everything that y'all need for your rookie draft, as well as your dynasty startup draft. Draft Guide pre-order will be linked below. And since it is pre-order, you're obviously getting at a discounted price. Don't say the car's topless. We say Kenny Gainwell's titties is out. We expose them as a fraud. Now, I, I kind of like Kenny Gainwell. It's probably still going to be in my top five, but just very, very lower than consensus in the overall flex rankings. All right. If you enjoyed this video let me know you want me to keep exposing people and don't say the cars topless tuesdays by doing so subscribe to the channel if you're new i'll make sure you're ready you're prepped for your rookie drafts this year i love y'all and i'm out great goose and a whole lot of hydro only describe us as soldier survivors stay laced in the best well dressed with finesse in the white tee looking for white meat thug girl who fly and talk so nicely put her in the coop so she can feel the nice breeze we could drive through the city no doubt but don't say my car's topless say the titties is out newness here's the anthem put your when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.